It is nearly 6 a.m. on this lovely, lovely Sunday morning, and my chair is still creaky as all hell. How's everybody doing? Good, good. Probably not good, considering the world has seemingly fallen apart since I've released an episode, uh, what, 12 days ago? 13 days ago? It was March 9th. I meant to record another one in the meantime, but uh, it's been, well, uh, one, I got sick. And yeah, everyone's like, oh, you got the virus? And my answer is, I don't know. I know I have an ear infection, but I started feeling sick before it ever got to my ear. I had a headache that lasted for a very long time. And look, I, people were like, well, you know, it's allergies. I am a quarter and a Stanford hybrid. And what that means is I have allergies like a motherfucker. That combined with me being a Texan, yeah, just cedar kills me. But more so. Because our immune systems just suck. I don't know. God cursed us with that for whatever reason. But I know when it's allergies. And I'll tell you this. I have had headaches over multiple days. Like where every day I've had a headache. I have not had one consistent headache that never stopped. Unless I unless it was a problem. And this wasn't a migraine. This was a headache. There's a, there's a big difference. Now, you can get cluster headaches or migraines, shit like that, that can last for a very long time. Um, no, this was a headache that lasted for over a week, and that was a problem. And still, I've had a problem that showed up around the same time as that headache, is I have pains in my chest. And until recently, it wasn't, it seemed to be too connected to my breathing, but I knew something was wrong. So yeah, that definitely sounds like the COVID, but um, I have no idea. Then I got an ear infection. Um, and that knocked me down real, real hard. That plus being, you know, severely depressed because of everything happening in my world and in the world in general, it's just kind of been fun. But today or this morning or during the early morning hours, I've had a run of content. I've put up or I've made like six different videos all in the same game. And I put up four different videos of two different games. Um, and then about to record some more. This time in Pokemon Sword, I did Doom 64, which is amazing. Um, I'll talk about that here in a second. And then uh, one uh, video I forgot to upload of Jedi Fallen Order, another great game that I'm finally getting around to. But yeah, been sick, depressed, and just all kinds of other shit. But uh, yeah, that this a lot has happened since that last episode. Not just in my personal life, but in the world at large. And now everybody's in quarantine and self-isolating and... Holy shit. You know, I was actually... Uh, it was episode before the last one. My last one was a little sermon thing that I did. Um, this one will not be. I might do one after. Um, I mean, I might talk about God or something like that, but it's not going to be in-depth, you know, church time. Just passing as... Just maybe in passing as, uh, you know, us Christians tend to do. Because, you know, that's what we do. Uh, But, no... um. The last one was I was worried about the virus, and at the time, it seemed like we were overreacting, and then we found out that we weren't reacting at all, and now it's bad. It's real, real bad. We went from it not being that big of a deal in America to now we are the third most infected, which, you know, it, it sort of makes sense. We're a big country. we got a lot of people, but, you know, at the same time, China has a billion people, and only 80,000 got infected because when that happened, they crack down on it. Uh, South Korea has a pretty sizable population too and they crack down even harder than China did and uh, I haven't heard anything about South Korea in a while. I haven't heard about anybody dying uh, uh, 
recently or any big outbreaks because South, unlike China, South Korea is not communist or China's not really communist. South Korea is not only not communist, uh, they are actually very conservative in terms of government, uh, very similar to America in a lot of ways. Um, though their government seems to run a little bit better. They seem to have better leaders, who would figure, but they are very, very much like America. They like America because, you know, the whole Korean War thing. Um, they are a democracy and very, very proud of it. Um, that being said, now they are a much smaller country, but government system is a government system. The only thing South Korea doesn't have the United States has that make it a little bit different is we have territories in states that are not connected to us. South Korea is all one you know, place. Now they are connected to another country and are in close proximity to other countries, but they don't, um, they can't control what's going on over there, but they did stop transmission and they're right next to fucking China, right? Really close to Wuhan or Wuhan. I'm not really sure which one is the correct pronunciation, but they locked that shit down. Singapore, again, little bitty island, but they locked that shit down. America, richest country in the world, can't seem to figure out how to work a test. It is blown up. We are the third largest. And we're behind Italy, which is much smaller than us, and they can't figure out what the fuck's going on. We're almost at 27,000 here, and Italy is in the mid-50,000s. And it's going to get worse. And that was my fear when I first recorded that podcast was uh, was what could happen. And it seems that I maybe had underestimated. People thought I was overestimating. I was trying to do everything on the low end. But yeah, I didn't. I, I honestly didn't think it was going to happen this fast. I thought it was going to be not necessarily too slow, but I thought it was going to get way out of hand. And it was going to be too late before we realized it because it was going to creep on us. But it didn't creep at all. It just got out of hand like that. So that's uh, that's been fucking fun. It's just a nightmare. Economy's collapsed, which I kind of feel good about. Now people are like, why do you feel good about that? It's because people were getting hurt when it was doing well. Um, people get hurt regardless. The stock market does not reflect the real economy. Hardly at all. Like the people like us. I wasn't doing well when the stock market was doing good. Everybody was telling me how good everything's going. I was still struggling to survive. And um, not a lot of stuff has changed for me due to the stock market. But a lot's changed for me due to this pandemic. But back when everything was so good economically and blah, 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 my life was in shambles. But when shit like this does happen... Because bad stuff happens to people, wages stagnating and all blah, 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 blah. Bad shit's bad, right? Rich get richer, poor get poorer. But the funny thing about that is the rich can stand to get richer and keep getting richer, and the poor can keep getting poorer, and we can complain, but they don't care because they keep getting rich. But once their pocketbooks start hurting and they can't point and go, well, at least the economy's good, then all of a sudden, uh uh-oh, then they run out of excuses and then it starts hurting us more, and then we start getting feverish, and now we have leverage. And whether or not that works out peacefully, I have no idea. I hope so. That is my hope. I don't want any of this to be violent. I don't want anyone to die or anything like that. It's just when things go south, that's when change tends to happen for better and for worse. 
uh, whether it's a peaceful revolution or organized revolution or, you know, something like the French Revolution, complete and utter anarchy, where they get a government that's worse than what they had before. Because Napoleon had an army and was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm France now. And they went, and they went, you can't do that. He's like, yes, I can. Fight me. I can do whatever I want. And they were like, you and what army? And he goes, the entire French army. And they were like, fuck. <laughs> because the only reason they were able to do that revolution is they were able to outnumber um, the military at one point in time. And they just rushed them. And a lot of the people in the French military were supporters because they were poor as well. Well, when you had the entire French military and a bunch of everybody else on your side and you're a ruthless general, oh, you, you, you know, fuck. But that's a history lesson. But on to some other news. A lot of news has happened. Um, some still depressing, but not as depressing as the global pandemic. Just figuring I would say the numbers and everything to mark this down in the history books people going back through because th this this recording of it is kind of important to how everybody is doing and feeling and what's all going on and all of our different thoughts i know a very interesting one because this was exactly a week apart go listen to the kind of funny guys when they're a lot better than i am and they're they're really really funny and their podcasts are great but on their on their main uh podcast the kind of funny podcast a week apart the episode is should we be worried about, I don't remember if it was COVID-19 or coronavirus, but it was a week apart. That episode comes out, and Nick Scarpino, who's kind of not really up with everything. Um, <laughs> man, he's got some opinions. But uh, he, he wasn't too worried, but he was worried about the economy more than he was worried about the virus. He didn't think the virus was going to be that bad. Literally a week later, the next episode is, we're forced to work from home. Because in that time that they had released that episode, um, the outbreak took a big turn in San Francisco and they put everybody in shelter and quarantines. You stay home. And they, they decided to work from home. And then when they released that podcast, it was a decision they made because of safety. And they were like, we're going to make it. Before the government stepped in, they had recommended quarantine. They were shutting stuff down. But before the government stepped in, was like, no, everybody does this. And then like two days after they did that, it became an issue. And then Two or three days after that, it became a statewide issue. And then since then, Texas is locked down. We haven't done shelter in place yet, but a lot of states have. And it's crazy. So you want to see a cra a dichotomy or, or let me not how many a juxtaposition of just week apart, seven days, man, just how fast it changed. Um, I mean, and from those two episodes, it's been more than a week. It's been at least from that particular episode. I can actually find out because my last one was a sermon. Uh, let's see, it was March 5th when I did, I'm a little worried about COVID-19. March 5th. And then today is March 22nd. So it's been a while and, uh, man, some shit's taken some drastic turns, but yeah, but we're going to try to keep the coronavirus talk to a, to a minimum now because I'm going to go on to some video game shit because a lot of video game shit happened, man. One of which is a Doom Eternal release and I would Love to talk about Doom Eternal, but since all the bullshit's happened, Amazon's delayed non-essential orders, and that was one of them. So they're like, we can't get it to you till like, mid-April, which they didn't tell me until, like, the day after it released. And I was like, well, fuck. So I canceled the order, because they don't... Good thing about them is the, their pre-orders, they don't charge you until they ship it. Now, regularly, they'll charge you and then ship it, but since it was a pre-order, they don't charge you until they ship it. So I was like, fuck. So I canceled it. 
So they didn't charge me, and it was on Amazon card anyway. So then I was like, well, mid-April. Well, there's some games that come out mid-April. So I looked, and I made a decision. I chose the earlier one instead of the later one just because I think I can finish it faster. And that is Resident Evil 3, which releases on April 3rd. Final Fantasy 7 comes out April 10th, but I don't think I could finish that fast enough. So I think I can get uh, Resident Evil 3 finished. And then um, videos and everything. Because Resident Evil 3, to begin with, wasn't a very long game. It was very replayable, but the original wasn't very long. Resident Evil 2 was long as shit. Uh, original, and then the remake. Wasn't that long. A streamline, but uh, the newest one, especially since they turned it out pretty damn fast then again it's with the new engine and everything and they figured some stuff out but yeah um so i'll probably be able to report on that and i should be able to get doom eternal pretty soon because i can trade in death stranding and no i haven't finished it i love what i played but since since i'm in a place with uh, very little to no internet like the only internet i have is on my phone and it's enough to watch stuff on and it's also enough to just upload things from time to time but not enough to stream or play games or do anything like that so that encounters a problem um, because Death Stranding is a game that's very very uh, reliant on the internet very very heavy reliance on the internet um, because it's once you to be connected and people build stuff in your world and, stuff, and it's really really fun and I'm afraid that if I played it without that connection, that it would uh, limit it. And uh, I don't want my, my experience with the game to be... Because it was meant to be experienced that way, to be connected. And I don't want my experience to be hindered by it. But I did love what I played. But I can trade it in for now and then, you know, get Doom Eternal pretty cheap. And then trade that in and Resident Evil 3 in and you know, get Final Fantasy 7 and whatnot. Uh, Doom Eternal might be longer than Resident Evil 3. Because Doom Eternal, uh, long as hell. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, anything from like 18 to 20 hours from what I'm hearing. Or 12 to 20 hours. Which, I'm so ready. I mean, I remember the first one was, was a pretty long campaign. And I loved every single minute of it. And when I tried it out on the Switch to see what it was not too long ago. Um, I, 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 because I, I have Gamefly. Gamefly is great. Especially right now. Get Gamefly, Gamefly. Even if you... I got the two games. It's $22 a month. $22 a month for two games. You know the two games I got out right now? Jedi Fallen Order, which still probably goes from around $40. That's a choose or something like that. Pokemon Sword, that's a $60 game. And I've had them for a few months or so. And, um... Yeah, uh... Let's see. I still don't think I've paid in that membership enough to eclipse both games. Because that's at least $100. So, no, I have not had them out long enough. Um, and then I even bought a game off their service. And I thought it was just going to be the disc. And a lot of times it is from what I hear. But then, because it was Spider-Man. And it was cheap. And I was like, you know, I just want to buy this game. I used to own it when I had the PS4 the first time. I love this game. It's great. I'm just going to buy it. And then I can get something newer um, that I can't really afford right now, and then play it, make videos of it, blah, 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 blah. And like a week or so later, I get this package. I'm like, what is this package? And because um, I'd already had, I already rented Spider-Man. I get this package, and they sent me the case with everything in it. So if they have the case, they send it to you. And I didn't know that. I thought I was just going to have the disc, and I was totally fine with that. 
So that's pretty freaking awesome. But um, but yeah, get GameFly, great deal. Support that company, um, especially like physical stuff. And I do since that's really the only way I can play anything. And I love video games. I'm not going to give up on them. Just means I got to play a lot of them without the patches. But while I can't play Doom Eternal, at least not yet, um, I did get to play, and I'm playing. And I don't know how far along I am. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good ways. Uh, Doom 64, which is a game I've never played. I've played Doom, Doom 2, played Doom 3. That took me 16 years to beat it because I played it over a bunch of different SKUs and finally beat it when I got it on the Switch. Great game. I want to go back to the Xbox version because it's different. Found that out. The Xbox version, the OG Xbox version, is different. There's not only cut content, there's extra content that's only on that Xbox version. It's a different game and differently paced game than um, Doom 3 OG, which is what all the ports are now. I want to go back and play that. But yeah, Doom 3, great. I love Doom 3. It's not what everybody wanted, but it reviewed highly for a reason because it's still a great game. It's just people were mad. And some of it was rightly so. Switching between the flashlight and the gun sucked for a lot of people, but I liked it because I liked what they were doing. And I'm a lot more open. As long as what the game is trying to do and not something that just fucking sucks, I think it works. But yeah, the flashlight mod does make it fun. And the what they did with the newer ports is they don't make it so... Um, I guess if you just had it to where the flashlight was always on, that would suck. It would take away the tension that the whole sw- swapping back and forth is, prob- is supposed to do. Um, which, if done well, can be very effective. And I thought was effective, at least in the earlier levels of Doom 3. In the later ones, where there's a lot more shooting and running around, stuff like that, that can be hectic as shit. But, um, what they did is they put a battery on it, and it does not last very long. So that adds, keeps the tension. You can just have a flashlight on and your gun out at the same time. But regardless of all that, love Doom, very been a big fan. Played Brutal Doom, which is so much fucking fun. It's a great mod. Um, just adding on to the, the old stuff, but I never played 64. I've had a Nintendo 64. I've had several different ones and then came into possession of one again when I was with my wife, um, it was hers. So I had opportunities to play it, to get it, but I never did. And I always wanted to, and it's never been ported outside the 64. I mean, there's some PC like ROMs and stuff of it, but it was never ported officially anywhere until now. And, uh, man, it's great. It's a lot slower than... You're used to Doom, but this port is a lot more than just a regular port. It's been HD'd up. The the like, um, because the so so I have the port of Doom on the Switch, and it's Doom and it it plays fine, but it doesn't feel all that great. And I just have to mess with the sensitivity. I had to put my sensitivity way down because I was moving around too fast, and your aiming is almost auto, but not at the same time. And I was just having a hard time consistently hitting enemies but it didn't feel right it's also in 4x3 and whatever but doom 64 is a nintendo 64 game so it should be in 4x3 as well well they put it in widescreen they hd'd it up everything looks great runs at 60 plus frames a second it's smooth as shit it it, and it it looks great it sounds great it's great a little bit slower of an experience than doom um but the new character models i mean they didn't put new character models in now but it's, it's it's different character models than what are in the other games. It's not a port. It's a brand new game, which I didn't know for the longest time. That I, I just thought it was a port. But no, it is a brand new Doom game, and it's weird that it never got ported anywhere. Um, it was not a port of Doom. It was a Doom for the Nintendo 64, and it's fucking awesome. 
I adore it. Um, and I'm you know playing through it on the channel, and it's great. It's it's I need to play more of Pokemon to get through it, and I just can't stop playing Doom 64. That's all I played today, and uh, breaking it up with the podcast episode in the middle, and it, it's it's well worth the five dollars that they're charging for it. But it's a better port job than the other Doom ports, and of course from Doom 3. But those are just basically straight up ports. This this is like a whole. They put more work into it, and they're charging the same price, and it feels better. The actual gunplay feels better, and it's the same gunplay. You only have your x-axis. You can't look up and down. It's the same thing, but it feels better. It's smoother. It it just it's better, and I don't know why. Like I'm on it. It's still, I honestly don't know why, but it still has that stupid DRM crap that you can easily get around. It's just, it's just, I'm not connected to the internet, and it just tries to make me connect to the internet, and it's just a bitch to get around. But other than that, it's it is great. I I cannot believe, and it holds up, and I just cannot believe that I never played it before, and I hate that I didn't. But it it is fantastic. So yeah, you got five bucks, and you want something to play to get you through all this bullshit that you don't really have to think about. Though it's not it's not a no brainer. There's some stuff you got to think about, but it's not heavy. It's just fun. Work out some aggression. Doom sixty four. Um, it's not that hard. It's challenging, but it's not. I'm hearing Doom Eternal can be punishing at times, but I'm playing it on what is considered normal, which I guess is bring it on difficulty, and it's it's great. I love it. Well worth the five bucks. Um, I've never, I haven't been frustrated with it once, other than when I found out there's no autosave. Now you can bind; it lets you bind um your keys. So I've, of course, on the controller, so you can bind quick save and quick load. So it's my right on the D-pad is quick save, left on the D-pad is quick load, and I did that later on. But when you die, it starts you at the beginning of the level, which isn't that big of a deal. The levels aren't that long. The problem is it takes away all your guns. And I was like, fuck, I didn't know that. So then I loaded my last save because I was manually saving before I binded the keys. And then it took me back to the last level, and I was like, oh, shit. I have to play through this all over again to get to where I was. So then I had to do that, and then I binded those keys, and I was like, I'm just going to quick save every so often. So do that, otherwise it will be frustrating as all shit. But yeah, other than that, uh, yeah, Doom 64, play that. But in news, also Animal Crossing came out, Have don't have that, probably won't get it for a while. Um, never played an Animal Crossing game, not that it wouldn't be my cup of tea. Love Stardew Valley. Um, just, I've never... Never had it. Had a GameCube. Never picked it up. Had a Wii. Never picked that one up. Had a DS. Never picked that one up. I just never. I've never played an Animal Crossing game, and I don't. I, I just never. I never played Pikmin either. I just never came across it. Uh, Splatoon made a little bit more sense because I didn't have a Wii U until long after the Wii U was dead. I just picked it up because I found one. And I was like, I want it because I want to play all these games. But never. Still haven't played Splatoon or Splatoon Two. There's a few Nintendo titles I or Arms. Of course, that's on the Switch, but I haven't, I haven't played a few of the Nintendo titles. But uh, yeah, just some shit just misses me. But I would love to play Animal Crossing. I love those kinds of games. Harvest Moon's shit. So is Stardew Valley. But on to some news, um, one of which is fuck GameStop. I'm gonna have to go to them to trade stuff in because they're the only one that do trades like that. But uh, yeah, them not really giving a shit about this virus is pissing me off I understand they have to make money but they're making more money than they ever have because people are flocking to them 
but I, I don't have a problem with them making money. I don't. I don't have a problem with them even staying open to a point. I have a problem with them not giving a shit about their employees. And they never give a shit about employees, and they always treat them like shit. And they're very anti-consumer and very anti-employee. And my problem with that is they're like super anti-employee and consumer now and just don't give a shit. They're literally making the government shut them down. And I just, there is a way to stay open. There is a way to keep even the brick and mortar stores open and be safe during this. It's possible. It's very possible. You could even limit the hours. It is It is 100% possible. You could do a call-in order thing. It's, it is, it's possible. Um, and I just don't, I don't get what the fuck they're doing. Now, they said they were going to do all this and have all these safety measures, and then according to employees, they haven't done jack shit. They're fighting the police to stay open. It's just so weird. I don't I don't get it, man. Um, hopefully, in April, if they last that long, when Reggie comes on that board of directors, he has a lot more say. Because I do believe in Reggie fils That dude took over Pizza Hut and changed it and turned Pizza Hut into... Because Pizza Hut was there, but it wasn't as big of a deal as it was. When he got there and introduced like the Bigfoot Pizza and took on our ad campaigns and all this stuff like that, he revolutionized Pizza Hut. And then he went to Nintendo and revolutionized Nintendo of America. Now, none, none of those companies... And then there was one before that, I remember, but he changed them too. Now, none of these companies that he took over were doing bad. GameStop's doing shitty. Also, he's not taking over. He's just being on the board of directors. And I think it has to be more than money because he's got plenty of money. I think he actually wants to help. Otherwise, I don't I don't know if he would have taken the job. He doesn't seem to be that kind of guy because he left Nintendo. And if they make them this offer, he's going to do something to, to, to help uh, or at least try. He did it with Pizza Hut and he did it with Nintendo. Nintendo was not on any dire straits when he came, but he revolutionized them. He really did. He... Because while they weren't hurting in any stretch of the imagination, their American presence was weird. They always did very, very well in America, but they didn't have a... Their company presence in America was interesting at best. And he came in and became the face of Nintendo and became a public figure, and people loved him, and he was... They knew his name. I mean, of course we know Miyamoto, and we knew Awada. Um, and we should know Awada. Awada was a great man. And um, we knew these figures, but we didn't really know any of the Nintendo of America guys outside some studios like Retro. They're, I would say Nintendo of America because they're an American company. They're a Texan company, but they're or a developer, but they're they're not really Nintendo of America. They're just one of Nintendo's second parties. And he comes in and people... He really changes them, and he gets Nintendo of America and Nintendo Japan, and he becomes one of the big faces. And he gets in the talk. He leads the 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 um, the charge on the Wii and the DS, and we he really changed how it is. And even with the failure of the Wii U, he got in front of it and he talked to people. He seemed really, really eager to make up for it. And so did Awada, and he led that company on the American side in a way that we don't really see really any company, let alone in video games, do. And then Saul oversaw the Switch and everything, and when Iwata passed away, he became the main figurehead um, that the people saw. Um, 
And then when he retired, it was a it was a big deal. And Nintendo knew they had very big shoes to fill. And nothing against Doug Bowser, but he has not filled those shoes, at least in the charisma way. But I'm sure he's a very, very, very good at his job. I have nothing against him. It's just fils there was something about this guy that was very good. And I hope that it's more than just a paycheck. I hope when he finally does get some say in GameStop that he actually tries to turn them around because he seems to actually want to do things. He cares about video games. He legitimately loves video games. He loves the art form, and he loves the players. And he believes GameStop's important, and it is important. Um, Their just business practices aren't because they're shitty. But the store, in terms of what it does for, what it represents for the people, is important. I just wish they were better towards the customer and better towards their employees. But, uh, yeah, hopefully he, but he's only on the board. He's not the director or the president. He's just on a board. Um, and I hope that they heed him because he knows what the fuck he's talking about. He's Reggie fils man. Um, but, yeah, other than him being in charge of that, what's the other big news? Just GameStop being shitty, fils Oh, yeah, Sony kind of shooting themselves in the foot. So they did their they did their PlayStation reveal, but they didn't really reveal anything. It was a developer talk, and it was supposed to be at GDC, and it was supposed to be for developers, and blah, blah, blah. That's why it was boring. I don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem with them is kind of hyping it up, and knowing they, they have to know something's going on at PlayStation. And I've talked about this before, that it doesn't bode well for them. Something's going on at Sony. Um, that how type-lipped they're being and how I don't think they actually know what the fuck they're doing. Because if you look at what Microsoft's doing or even what Nintendo has done, like with the Switch, they don't say anything and then there's a reveal. And then Microsoft's doing like this this trickle-feed thing, you know, where it's like they put out some stuff here and there. Um, but they don't they hype it up accordingly or they kind of shadow drop it or whatever and they try to be clear with their messaging as clear as they can because last time that fucked them. Fucked them real bad. But Sony is like the first, I mean we knew there was going to be PlayStation 5 but the first time we ever heard about it was in a magazine article and then another magazine article and they talked about it here and then they did, did like an event for their logo reveal which was very lackluster because we knew what the hell it was going to look like. And then this is what they called the PlayStation 5 reveal. They didn't reveal anything in terms of what the console looks like or the controller or even any of the damn games. We have no idea what's coming out for the PS5. We can make some very, very certain assumptions. There's going to be another God of War. There's going to be a second Spider-Man. Maybe Knack 3. We, we know we have some pretty good ideas, but we they don't haven't shown anything. And they want to talk about how powerful this thing is. So they release the specs. It's not as powerful as Xbox Series X. But they say it can look more powerful or do better, which I want to call bullshit on, not because I don't believe it or that it's possible, but because they haven't shown it. They're just doing a lot of telling, but even then what they're telling, they didn't show anything. Like, you want to talk about how powerful this is or how we don't need to be as powerful as the competition because we can figure it out a better way. And then you don't show anything, even though it's just to developers. I don't understand what that does. It sure as hell doesn't hype up the consumer. What Xbox is doing is when they release something, it's shadow dropped or it's a big deal. So they've been talking about 
Scarlet before, and then they they talk, 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 and it's like, well, we can't tell you much. Holiday 2020, here we go. This and that. And then the reveal at the Game Awards. Hey, what's up, fuckers? This is what it looks like. Here's the controller. Here's the Xbox Series X. They revealed the name, the look, and the controller, and even a freaking game for it. Sinuous, uh, Sinua 2. I, mean, I can't remember. Sinua Saga. We, we got more, and then we know Halo Infinite, but we know more about the Xbox One, or the Xbox Series X, than we know about the PS5. Even though technically the, they talked about the PS5 first, sort of. Um, we haven't really seen anything run on it, but they talked about this is in-engine, this is this, you know. So we know sort of what this looks like. We know some of the games. But even though we can make assumptions on Sony's side, they've shown nothing. Everything Microsoft has said, they've been very upfront about outside of some things that they can't give too much detail on. Stuff that they've kind of just um, made up. Or not made up, that they've invented like a, that's a weird way to say invented, like the, uh, this new thing they're doing with uh, game upgrades. So of course when there's new generations, you get games that come on both and then, so like uh, like on the 360 and the Xbox One, you played, there was like Assassin's Creed. You could get, um, what was that? It was a four, uh, Black Flag. I played the one on 360. It was great. Then I played on the, the one. It was just the same game, but it looked better um, and ran a little bit better. Actually, I think the Xbox One version ran worse. But it was like, yeah, look at here. Um, and then... Well, there were two different games later, but it they wasn't the same game, like with Unity and Rogue, and I think Rogue was actually the better one. Um, I didn't play either of those, but that's just what I hear. <coughs> <coughs> oh, God, there comes that cough again. But, like, uh, we get... You, you know, this always happens where there's there's two different games, or there's the two of the same game, where it's either a port, uh, uh, some sort of port or whatever, on the two different... Um, uh, generations and uh, what happened last time is let's say you already owned it on the old one and you wanted the, you got the new console and you, you got it well then you just had to buy another $60 games by owning it or you could trade it in do this or sometimes there were deals here and there but it was it was weird now Microsoft is saying at least with select games on their first party games and anybody who opts in you have that disc so you have an Xbox One disc. So you get Halo Infinite, and it's the Xbox One version. And you play it, and it's great on the Xbox One and everything. And you put that, and you get an Xbox Series X, and you put it in the Xbox Series X. It is the new Halo Infinite. It looks just it. It looks. You don't have to pay for the upgrade. It's a different looking disc, and of course the data is different. But when you put it in that Xbox Series X, it goes okay, and it puts the new data, the upgraded graphics or whatever it's going to do. And now we know Cyberpunk's going to do the same thing. Sony's not doing that. And maybe not every developer is going to do this either. Because, well, it may not be developers, it may be publishers, but because of that, you know, that money that they want. You know how GTA is on like five different SKUs. Um, Microsoft's leading the way, and they, it kind of got a little muddled and confusing, but they wanted to be sure that this new thing that they were doing, I can't remember what the fuck they called it, but it's like, on our games, we want you to be able to play it across all of our different platforms. But know this, it's going to be, it's not just Xbox One X Enhanced or something like that where the graphics are a little bit better. It's the leap 
that you have if you played from like 360 to Xbox One, where there was some of these games, there was a pretty big difference, whether it was frame rate or graphics or both or or how it ran or whatever. I know Battlefield, there, uh, I think it was three, there were some pretty big differences. Graphically, Xbox One looked better, but I, I noticed they were pretty similar, but it was the frame rate and then the size of the multiplayer uh, matches that were the big difference in what the game could actually do and how it ran. But 3 also had a pretty rough launch, so, eh, you know, it wasn't Xbox One's fault there. Or the PS4's, for that matter. Uh, but then 4 had the worst launch. Oh, God. But, um, but yeah, Sony, you know, it would be one thing if this really, really dry conference that they did was very articulate and very in-depth, and it was in-depth, but wasn't confusing because a lot of the stuff that they talked about was confusing because they didn't show anything. They just told you this and told you basically to trust them. And one of the things was is they touched on backwards compatibility and told it, went about it in the most confusing way I've ever seen. So instead of just saying PS4 across the board, they said PS4 Pro and then PS4. So yes, Pro runs the games better. We know that just like Xbox One X runs the games better than the Xbox One S or, or God forbid, the original Xbox One. It runs the games better. Um, it's just a souped-up Xbox. Why did they have two different SKUs? They're the same games. And then they went and tried to, and then said that most of the games will be playable on the PS5. And then they then they backtracked and were like, well, it's like, well, because people are like, you're saying not all of them? And they're like, well, we didn't say that. And then can't have to come out later and be like, over a thousand. Why aren't all the PS4 games playable? And don't give me some bullshit. If it's literally them overthinking it, like, well, there's some games that the servers aren't up or this or that or whatever bullshit. Don't talk. No one cares about that. You know. But why can it run all PS4 games? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious as to why can't it run all PS4 games. I'm not talking about games that you can't play anymore or demos that you can't play anymore like PT. I'm not talking about shit that you can't do the multiplayer on anymore. I'm not, I'm, I mean why can't you put the disc in at work? And they didn't explain any of that. Versus Microsoft's going Xbox Series X. You have the Xbox Series X. You can play everything that we've ever made up to a certain point. So like it's you can play all Xbox One games right there. And then even if you have the Xbox One, you can play most of the Series X games. Some of them. You know, for a time being, you can be able to play it just on a lesser scale. Which is cool. Just on downgraded settings. Or especially if you have the Xbox One X, which is pretty close. Alright, so then... Um, but you have the Xbox One Series X. It has backwards, all the backwards compatibility. So then you go to the... I have every single Xbox One game ever. You also have Game Pass right out of the gate. Which, I don't think people are really focusing on how important that is. Because even if you don't buy a single game on the Xbox One, if you just have Game Pass, because if you're if you're in the Xbox ecosystem already, you have Game Pass. I do. I can't use it, and I still have it, because I got it a year. If I get the Xbox One Series X, and then I have uh, internet at the time, and I don't have, I don't have buy a single game, because let's say I can't afford a game. Sometimes you can't. Right? You just get the console first, because of shortages or whatever. Um, I could download games that day because their first party titles are out day one on Game Pass. So I could download Halo Infinite 
there I'm at. I'm, I'm playing the brand new Halo. I'm playing the brand new Forza because there's probably going to be a Forza. There's, there's going to be launch lineup. Or I can play older games as well. I can play the collection that I had before. I can play the games I already owned. I can play everything. And that's pretty damn important. Uh, and Sony doesn't have anything like that. They got PlayStation Now, but that is not the same at all. And for whatever reason, not all the PS4 games are backwards compatible. And I, I want to know what the hell's going on. Uh, even when on their memory, they tried to seem better than Microsoft. But even were like, okay, look, you might be able to use third-party stuff. But don't because you might lose everything. Microsoft straight up said it. It's like, okay, for Xbox One games, you can use everything else. You can use your, ex- your hard drives and whatever. But for Series X games, we won't use our proprietary stuff because it's one, it's new solid-state drive technology. It's like MVE or NMVE or whatever. And it's expensive. And we have these memory cards. And the reason is, is because to run the games and have the loading times that we want and everything has to be done this way. And with it being proprietary, we can make sure. It's not like we're... It, it is not, from everything that I've read, it's not them trying to gouge you for money. It's not a PS Vita thing. Or even what memory cards were back in the day. This is a thing where it's like, we want to get you the proper loading times. We want the games to run right. In order to do this, it has to run on certain solid-state drives. And it can't just run on a regular hard drive. So it's already going to be expensive to begin with. But if you get some, you know backwater drive or whatever and it breaks you could really hurt the system and and yourself and lose games and it's just it's just bad corrupted data is not good so like here you go here's your memory card um and some people were like well that sucks it's proprietary and that could hurt them but at the same time hey you know they actually have a reason and sony's kind of doing the same thing it's just they're like they don't want to tell you you can't but at the same time they're like don't do this don't fucking do this at least that's how i read it but then you go to 360, they have a lot of 360 titles that are backwards compatible. And then they have, I think, at least 100 original Xbox games that are backwards compatible. Um, and they're adding more all the time. And I get that the emulation for the Xbox, from what I've seen, is is pretty damn hard. 360, not so much. But the original Xbox is, is kind of hard. And um, it's one of the reasons that, that, if, that the original Xbox is an emulation machine. If you have one of those and you mod it out, you can play just about anything on it that's newer, or I mean, it's older than it or in its same generation because it's just great. But it the it being so weird, it's kind of hard to emulate for. Same thing with the PS3, that cell processor. If you knew how to work it, you can make beautiful games. Just absolutely beautiful games, which is why towards the end of the life cycle, we were getting some truly beautiful, that's why the leap to next gen didn't seem that big because they had figured out these consoles, uh, especially the PS3, where if you had first party stuff, it was looking just as good as the next gen shit. Uncharted Three is a beautiful looking game. Um, and Last of and where they really took off was the Last of Us. There's not that much of a difference between the PS4 version of Last of Us and the PS3 version of the Last of Us, other than frame rate. Um, I mean, there's some graphical upgrades here and there, but it looks pretty much the same. You got, you know, high dyna- high dynamic range and uh, higher frame rate if you want, which is good. It, it that's good. I'm not gonna shit on that, but it's they didn't have to go in and like remake it, do the Shadow of the Colossus thing because it was already a, it was already pushing the limits. But that cell processor makes it hard to emulate, which is why backwards compatibility on the PS4 was kind of non-existent. 
But the PS3, if people remember, at least the first one, did PS1, PS2, and then, of course, PS3. And then they did a revision where it wouldn't do PS2, but it would do PS1, which was fucking weird. And then they did another revision where it was just like, nothing. <laughs> it's only PS3. Unless you bought it off the store or whatever, or downloaded it. Um, but it, it's it's strange that, I don't know what they did on their architecture or what, but Microsoft, because emulating the original X, Xbox is not easy. It's not. And even emulating the 360 isn't particularly easy as well. But they went back and they built a a software. They built an emulation software that is a Xbox 360. I remember when they first showed it off, and I was like, "That's so cool!" You know, I wonder why they do that. And it's like it's all software. It's using the hardware, but it's we can't just do it off the the Xbox. So we didn't build this in it. And then they did the same thing for the original Xbox, and it's working. And then they've moved that on to the Xbox Series X. And back Backwards compatibility is a big deal, especially if you're spending several hundred dollars on something and you want something to play. And since the upgrades, at least for first-party titles and a select third-party titles, are going to be free, you don't have to pay for them. It's just going to be, oh, it looks better on the new console with through a patch or whatever. Um, that looks really good. Plus, they have the better online. That's, you know, because Xbox Live has always been leading the charge on that. Um, I liked PSN because it was free for the longest time, but now it's not free anymore. Um, outside of a few games, which is weird. That was the only reason I, I did it. It was just cheaper. It was free. Um, but it also got hacked all the time and crashed all the time, and Xbox Live didn't. I mean, it crashes from here and out, here and uh, every now and then, especially lately due to just the internet being congested as shit. But, you know, it... You get what you pay for, and Microsoft knows what they're doing because it's Microsoft. Usually, usually knows what they're doing, um, which is why I wish they would get even but closer and buddy buddy with Nintendo and be like, "Hey, you know, you want to just let us make you a fucking, you know, uh, just teach y'all how to use the internet because it is the most foreign thing to y'all ever, and no one really knows why or how." You have new people on your team. How the hell do y'all not... You're in Japan. How do y'all not know how the internet works? We're very confused here. You play online games. We have data. We know you're not playing on the fucking Xbox, but we know know y'all have the internet, and we know online games and MMOs are played here. We know y'all know online gaming. How the hell can y'all not figure this shit out? Like, it's very strange. And even Sony has issues with it. Um, it's because it's not particularly easy to do, and Microsoft is Microsoft, and they're a fucking computer company, and they figured out how to do it, but, like, I'm not saying it should be the easiest thing in the world to do, because it's not, but Nintendo's ass-backwards approach to it is just mind-boggling, but at least they're letting some people, like, Fortnite is like, hey, you know, just allow the pipe to be open, we'll take care of everything else. So they allowed the connection, so you can still play Fortnite with every people, but it's not, you're not doing party chat or whatever through Nintendo or anything. It's all through Epic. They're just like, let us deal with this shit. Nintendo was like, okay, we don't care. And I believe with Minecraft, it's a similar thing. Um, and, and then achievements are coming eventually or whatever. And then they also talked about Xbox Live is coming to Nintendo in some way, shape, form, or fashion, which is interesting. And that's a real story. 
it was over a year ago when it got reported, but that's a real story. Um, and uh, they would just, Nintendo and Microsoft would take the world by storm with a big partnership. Um, I don't know if they need to make a console together, but just being really, really buddy-buddy and friendly together, they could they could do something crazy, which what we haven't seen before in video games. And it excites the shit out of me. But yeah, these reveals, even the way Microsoft's doing it, seeming a little bit weird, but I get it. Because Microsoft is trying to build hype. They're trying to build hype. Um, and it was leading to E3, but now there's no E3. But the idea is to build hype. Give the people what they want, but a little at a time, build hype, and then we're going to show you the games and stuff later. We're going to get all the technical bullshit out of the way, but what we tell you is going to be really cool. And they also showed us, they didn't just say, it can do this in these loading times. They straight up showed the loading times. They had two TVs next to each other, to the same game. Look, this one loads faster. Isn't that cool? And you can run multiple games at the same time. Isn't that fucking badass? They didn't tell you they could do it. They told you and then showed you. Sony is just making you a bunch of promises, but isn't showing them. I'm not saying I don't believe them. I think the PS5 is going to be a hell of a console. It's just their approach is very weird. It seems like anti-hype. Because they don't seem excited about it. They just assume everybody should be excited about it. And I think it's going to sell. It's going to sell. Just like I went with why I said that Microsoft's going to beat them. I legitimately believe that Microsoft's going to beat them. But it doesn't mean the PS5 isn't going to sell. Unless they make some huge-ass blunder, I don't think... And it's it's possible, because I don't know if Sony if Sony knows. One of the theories why they haven't talked about the price, and they kind of talked about it, is they don't know. Even though they know what it's being built out of, they don't know. And this is before the virus became a thing. They just don't know. And it's not that them waiting just on Microsoft. It's they don't know, which tells me something financially is a bit off. Microsoft knows. It may have gotten fucked up with the virus and everything, but they knew. They just were you know, trying to make out some final stuff because you know how much that shit costs because the manufacturing and the contracts and getting everything going has to be done months and months and months ahead of time before any release happens. Um, that's why you have release dates in the first place. That's why you have set dates is because you set it in the future and you get everything done. And before you even tell anybody what's happening, you get it done. It's not like movies. Sometimes movies can have a release date before they've even started production, which is fucking stupid. Um, and even video games or any kind of art project, it's not that. Those are big machines, too. This is manufacturing. There's a lot of shit that has to be done. There's only so many factories. There's only so many people. There's only so many parts. The fact that Sony doesn't really seem sure is weird because a lot of that is already figured out. And this is just bickering like it should cost this because we want to make money and we're greedy or whatever you know that's to be expected but this doesn't seem like that sony's level of anti-hype seems odd because i don't know it's either them being so cocky that they don't think they need hype and that people are just gonna buy whatever the fuck they want because they're sony which is how um they fucked up with the ps3 people remember because that's the attitude they had and microsoft doesn't have that attitude because they fucked up they had a, the, the Xbox did pretty great for a first generation console. It's very well remembered. People love it. And, uh, but it, you know, it wasn't beating the PS2. The PS2 is a juggernaut. It's the best selling console of all time. Um, and, you know, Nintendo had been in the game forever. But to come on the scene and 
not just do well, but do better than expected and have games that people wanted to play and actually buy our system for, like fucking Halo. It's a big deal. The 360 was set to be there where they were going to make a profit, and then the Red Ring of Death happened and other shit. And then the Xbox One, just a huge PR failure. Just big. People wonder why they put the Kinect with that thing. And I, and I know people don't want it we complain, but people don't realize this, but the Kinect was a phenomenon and sold a lot. Like the best-selling 360 game, I believe, is Connect Adventures or Connect Sports. People loved the Connect at first, or at least the idea of it, because they bought it in droves. So looking at sales data alone, the Connect was a good idea. Put them in everybody's home. Everybody's already bought one. They want one. Give them the new one. Already packaged in with console. Be great. Problem is, is they didn't utilize it well. It made the price go up, which was to be expected. And they never, and they didn't even offer a version up front without it. Uh, I don't I don't think it would have been that big of a deal if they offered two versions. But they didn't want to seem like a bundle. They wanted it to be... They actually made it necessary to run the system. Um, but then all the worst PR in the world happened and they fucked up. And then Sony capitalized on that. And then the PS, PS4 became a juggernaut. But both of them didn't have games at first. In fact, the better launch up was the Xbox One. But due to PR and whatever, they fucked up. Microsoft's not taking that chance anymore, especially since they have Phil Spencer. They they're not pulling the punches. They don't want to drown Sony, but they they need this to work, and they have a vision, and they know what they're doing, and they're they're going. They just wish they knew had better names for shit. I think they're so galaxy brain or something that they don't see it. Or, or one name and shit's hard. It just is, especially if they're doing what everyone thinks that they're doing, which is to have multiple SKUs of a system, and it's brand confusion. Um, if Let's say you call it the Xbox 4, but you have multiple SKUs of it out the gate. Well, then that's going to get confusing right, out, right, off the, right off the block. And 360 had multiple SKUs at the beginning too. People forget that there was an arcade version, there was like an ultimate version or elite version and shit like that before the Xbox 360 Elite, which was the black one. Um the the new one that they did, but they had a different version. It came with like Xbox Live and the the 360 looked slightly different slightly. It came with like a hard drive and shit. Then but there was a cheaper one, which I think was the arcade one. But all that. But um, when you have multiple SKUs, you could get brand confusion and this and that, and calling it series, and I'm wanting to set up that this is a new thing where there's going to be different ones of them, and it's going to be kind of like a PC. Um, I understand that, but Series X, especially when you have one called the Xbox One X, is confusing already. And the Xbox One X was not a great name to begin with, but it seems a hell of a lot better than Series X. Um, they need a different name. And they've always been bad at names. They got lucky with the Xbox. It was originally become the Direct Xbox, but there was also a bunch of other terrible fucking names because naming shit's hard. It's really hard. And even the guys who, which is why Sony sticks with the numbers, and it's really they're really really good about it. PlayStation, PlayStation Two, play, and even they got weird because they did a redo of the PlayStation One, where it was called the PS One. And now the original PlayStation is called the PSX. Even though the same damn console, since they look different, they had to, it's fucking stupid. I don't get it. But that's why the, the PlayStation 1 is referred to as the PSX. But the actual PlayStation 1, the small white one, is called the PS1. Whatever. PlayStation 2, 
PlayStation 3, 4, and now 5. It's very, very simple. They got the naming shit down. It's all the other stuff that they kind of weird. Nintendo, uh, console-wise, they've been pretty good at naming shit right up until the Wii. I think the Wii was simple, and I get it. The Wii U was bad, bad, because they didn't market it right, and it was confusing. And it was confusing to even people who were in the know. It fucked up. Handheld-wise, they've kind of been all over the place. Um, But handheld, they have shown that it doesn't fucking matter. Because um, Game Boys... Well, naming-wise with the Game Boys, they've been pretty good. It's the Game Boy. Oh, it's the Game Boy Pocket. It's a Game Boy that you can put in your pocket. Okay, it's the fucking Game Boy Color. It's a Game Boy, but in color. The Game Boy Light, which we didn't get, it was in Japan. It's a Game Boy that has a backlight. The Game Boy Advance. It's the new Game Boy. It's Advanced. The Game Boy Advance SP. Okay, that one's a little bit weird. I actually don't know what the fuck SP stands for, but it's a clamshell, and it's cool. Game Boy Micro. It's a Game Boy Advance, but small, and you can have put it used as your belt buckle. There were cool belts for it. It's awesome. So that was okay. DS is where shit got weird. DS, okay. Dual screen, cool. DS Lite. A revamped version of the DS that was better in every single way. Even looked better, which is great. Because the original DS was not a looker, but it sold like crazy. The DS, uh, was it the XL that came out first? Ooh. So there were... There were DS Lite, and then there was DS I, but there were XLs too, and I don't remember, but those are all like extra large or whatever. Then we get the 3DS, DS but 3D, it's got better graphics, it's got the 3D and blah, 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 that tells you everything. 3DS, XL, 2DS, okay, that's just a fucking DS. There's some kind of genius in that name, but at the same time, fuck you, um, and it, it looks awful until they did the, the new 2DS. The new 3DS, that's where they got f- fucking stupid. Because they put new in the name. So then it's like, I want the new 3DS. So you want this new 3DS XR, you want the new new 3DS. Cause, and it, it is a different, it is actually a different fucking console. It was more powerful, and it had an extra stick. You can even you can play the same games, but if you played a game that was meant for the new 3DS on a regular 3DS, you couldn't really play it. Try playing Hyrule Warriors on a regular DS. It doesn't run on the new 3DS, it runs pretty damn well. But the Wii U was a shit show, and we all know it, just bad name. I think if they just, one also would have made it look different and then gave it a different name. Even Wii 2, or Super Wii. But U was odd, an odd odd choice, and it made it look, because they focused on the tablet so much, like an add-on. Whatever. The Switch is a great name. But throughout the regular consoles, Nintendo Entertainment System, which everyone called the fucking Nintendo. The Super Nintendo, which then people called the Super Nintendo. Okay, great. Nintendo 64. So that's supposed to talk about the bits. or Yeah, 64-bit, whatever. But, whatever. It seems weird, and it didn't sell all that well. Also, because you had the PlayStation, had a bunch of other stuff. But it's very, very well remembered. And it was not a failure. But it wasn't this huge juggernaut like their first two consoles were. But its name is very familiar. You you know exactly what we're talking about when you see 64 and everybody put fucking 64 on their games just like Doom 64, Mario 64 and everything. Put 64 underneath it and you knew exactly what it was. 
GameCube. Great name. It's a fucking GameCube. If they just didn't do the stupid mini-disc thing, that would have probably been the best-selling system. But with mini-disc kind of hampering developers, <sighs> they fucked up. Then the Wii. Weird-ass name. But it worked, and, you know, the second best-selling console of all time. Ever. Um, and it's still being played to this day because it's so cheap and so available. It's in all hospitals and schools and shit like that. Everybody loves it, which is why there's still being games put on it. Wii U, Travesty, Switch, great fucking name. Switch Lite, weird because you can't switch it. It's just a handheld, but whatever. But Nintendo's done this, but X, they have, the, they have a pretty good name. They fucked up on their name once. Real, 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 real bad. And then they just didn't market it well. PS3, everybody knew what the fuck it was. But the marketing was bad and the price was bad. Want to pay $700? Get a second job. You're too poor to have PlayStation 3. You know, that was not a good, good fucking good idea. PlayStation Portable was a good name. And Vita, I know what the fuck that meant, but I guess Vita means live or whatever. Who gives a shit? Or PSP Go. Those weren't bad names. But they didn't sell well because Sony is... It is strange how bad Sony is at marketing. Actually, the PSP sold incredibly well, but wasn't supported very well. And then when it died, it died hard. And then the PS Vita, they just they just killed that thing. It was dead before it released. Though being a great console, it just they killed that thing. They are very weird. But Xbox, you get the Xbox. They have a pretty damn good name right out of the gate. The Xbox is fucking cool. It, it doesn't sound like Nintendo's anything. Oddly enough, Nintendo did have the GameCube, so that was interesting. The box thing or shape thing kind of taking over. But you have the Xbox. It's And as a brand, Xbox is one, is one of the biggest brands of all time. PlayStation isn't necessarily a brand like Xbox is. Xbox is so big that they don't call it the Microsoft Xbox or they don't call it the Microsoft Games Division. They don't talk about it being Microsoft. I do and, and people in the industry do, but they always talk about Xbox. They want to separate it. They are, it is the Microsoft Xbox or the Microsoft, it is all Microsoft and they call it the Microsoft Press Conference, but the brand is Xbox. It's not the Microsoft's Xbox. Just like, it, you know, it's the Nintendo Switch. It's the Sony PlayStation. We may only say the Switch or the PlayStation, but we all know that's there. But when we say Xbox, we just say Xbox. And it became this huge brand phenomenon, and the brand is bigger than the console or games have ever been. And that's why Microsoft loves it. Their second console, 360, which did put it apart from everybody else. It sounded cool, and it was awesome. Good name. It just kind of fucked you on what your next one was going to be. Xbox One, I get what they were doing, but it fucked up because it immediately made it confusing when you went down a timeline. And then when they started adding the different SKUs, S and X, it got really weird. Not Pro or Elite or anything like that. They had to put these weird letters on them that made it very confusing. And then when they picked two letters that sound very similar when said fast, X and X and S, yeah, it fucked up. And now with the series... I understand what they're doing, if that's what they're doing, um, but they, they're just not very good at picking follow-up names or succeeding names. They want to keep Xbox. They want to keep that damn brand. Nintendo's never done that because Nintendo is the brand. They're the company. They don't give a shit. Though, if the new revision of the Switch isn't called the Super Switch, I'm going to fucking lose my mind because they did that with the fucking Wii. 
twice, kind of. So the Wii was called Nintendo Revolution, and they should have kept that name because it's so badass. But then, and then they didn't. They called it the Wii, which is cool, you know, and it's synonymous. It's, you say Wii, and everybody knows the fuck you're talking about. But it sounds like piss, and also a wiener, and also yes in French. It was it was just not that great. But then Wii U was just bad. They should have called it the Super Wii, or the Wii 2, or some, anything that made it sound like a sequel. But whatever, they got their head up their ass. But Microsoft's is, is seeming confusing because they want it to be a brand. They want it to be this thing, you know, that's, it's you can play on everything. But that confuses people because is it just another skew of an Xbox? And technically that's what they want, but it's like, then why don't I just have my other Xbox? Is that same thing with, is it just an add-on or whatever? It's going to be confusing. I, I think their PR is going to do better this time around. And explaining it, but names are a big deal. Sony doesn't have the name problem. It just seems like they have the everything else problem. And I don't know what's going on here. But as they did very similar reveals, or or and content wise, they showed us the specs. One was a very long winded, dry, boring presentation, which I get was supposed to be a GDC developer thing, which awesome. But they talked about it like a reveal. And that sold people on something that it wasn't. But when Xbox dropped specs, it was an Xbox reveal. It was Xbox specs released. And it was videos and spreadsheet and then all this. And they put it off the Digital Foundry to show off to people and everything. And like, look, that's pretty cool, huh? And that was it. They didn't they didn't say reveal or make it a big grandiose event. They just said, here are the specs. And that's what Sony should have did in tandem. I think they still have the reveal and everything because he worked hard on that and, and it's good to show that stuff. But also, at the same time, have a fucking press release, you know, with all the specs and shit like that. The people can just read off and it not have to parse through all the crap. I don't know what's going on with Sony. Um, It doesn't seem like deliberate silence. It seems deliberate, but in the wrong way. Like, Xbox is deliberate, and they're drip-feeding us. But it's like, to get hyped. It's like, yeah, you can get hyped about this Xbox. We don't know what the fucking Series X is. We know the name's weird, and we're all confused, and blah, 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 about that. But we know what it can do. We know that it's amazing, and we know that it's got all this power. And we know what games are coming out for it so far. But we don't... I mean, even know what it looks like and everything. We don't know shit about the PlayStation 5. Other than its specs. We don't know what it looks like. We don't know what the controller is. We don't know about any of the games. We can speculate... And some pretty sure bets. There's going to be another Spider-Man. But like, other than that, we don't know. But Xbox, we know quite a lot about. We just don't know its price. We don't know its firm release date, which is probably going to get pushed back. Um, And we haven't seen a lot of the games. We've seen some of them. We haven't seen any gameplay. We've seen in-engine footage and cutscenes. We haven't seen any gameplay. And then we only know two of them, which is the new Senua game and then, of course, Halo Infinite. Which is more than we've seen anything else. Sony. They showed one game. They showed a fucking... A clip of Dead Space, which was weird. Um, but now there's some rumors going on about Sony, and that seems really awesome. This, this, uh, I guess I'll talk about it now. But, um, but official stuff, I, I don't know what Sony's doing. Um, they weren't going to be at E3, so we know they weren't ramping up to E3. We don't know what they're doing, and if even take the virus out of con- take the virus out of this. Because the, the COVID-19 has, has fucked everything up, production-wise, and it, it's messing with the world because, well, guess what? There's more important shit than just about anything. Um, 
and we should focus on this. But it, even take that out of it, Sony was doing this before, and even if this was just a GDC talk, people would still be confused, and we don't know what the hell is going on here, and we don't know when they're going to reveal it. But we know, because they told us that it's coming out this year, so when are they going to show us what it looks like? When are they going to show us what the controller is? When are they going to show off some games? Like, that this, this is odd. With Microsoft, we know. With Xbox, we know. We, we, we know what's we know some of the games that are coming, and we know what it looks like. We know this. We don't know what the price point's going to be yet, but we know the specs. We, we know quite a lot about it um, to get hype. And they're like, aren't you fucking hype? Aren't you? Well, can't wait to share more, and we're going to share more later. But with Sony, it's like, I don't know, and they don't seem to really know either. They seem to be kind of excited, but not really. It's It's either they're really, really cocky, or they're not excited at all. Either because they have bigger shit to worry about, which is kind of scary, or they're just, they don't care, or maybe they're almost like they're embarrassed, which I don't think they're embarrassed. It's just, the way they're going about it is weird. It's not arrogance, unless they've gone to the part where they're so cocky that they don't have to try, but usually if you're arrogant, you're just, I'm fucking great, fuck you, look at my big old dick, it's huge, you know, but they're not doing that, but it's not being humble either. Microsoft's coming out there is like, man, can you believe this is so great? Everybody wants to be happy or whatever. What Nintendo is doing is kind of being the big dick guy. It's like, oh yeah, we're going to do a Direct eventually. And we know y'all are going to watch it. How about y'all play some Animal Crossing first? They put out that Nindies thing, the Indies thing, which was really, really good. I liked a lot of those games. I can't wait to play a bunch of them. But all kinds of people watch that shit. And they normally do, but people are waiting for this thing. And we know there's going to be another one soon. They're just giving Animal Crossing some time. Which was my theory to begin with. Man, they're like, that is, I don't want to say arrogance, but that is knowing what they have. They're like, okay, let's build hype. Let's go. But we're not going to say a damn word. But I just don't know what Sony's planning. They have to have some event or reveal or something like that, especially if they plan on releasing this year. And they did. You know, those plans might have got pushed back very, very recently because of the virus, but. I don't know what they're doing. Microsoft seems to be doing what they're still planning. And so does Sony. But it if you plan on releasing holiday 2020, maybe you want to show something off. And maybe at events and not at... Because this is really their only event that they've talked about it. And they just kind of talked about it. Other than that, it was some articles here and there. And whatever, but Microsoft was actually making news and showing this off. And then they did an event at E3. They talked about it. They didn't have a name or anything, but they talked about holiday 2020 and this and that. We're going to have more info to reveal. And then they kept revealing more stuff and they kept doing this and that and showing pictures and stuff like that. Oh, could this be it? Could it be it? And then December rolled around and they were like, fucking Xbox Series X, let's go. And they've just been building it, building it, building it because they want people to buy this damn thing. And I don't know what Sony's doing. And then Nintendo. I mean, I know they didn't say we're going to release anything this year, but we know they're going to. There's going to be another skew of the Switch. There's the Switch Lite. We know there's going to be a better Switch. Whether it's going to be, you know, it's weird. If they do a Switch Pro, um, I don't know if they should just go ahead and call it, make it the sequel, the successor, because um, the Switch is a great system, and I love it. But if you're going to make something that's already stronger, like the, the like the PS4 Pro and Xbox One X, they're great. 
and on these later gen games, they're getting to a point where you might as, you well need the other systems because they're not running well on the old systems, on the base models. But on the Switch, if you're going to make something that takes advantage of higher end stuff, let's say on par with the Xbox One and PS4, I mean there are some games like that. But I'm talking about like maybe resolution wise and game uh, and graphics wise and stuff like that. Wouldn't you just might as well go the next step up? But be like, it can play all your old Switch games too. And I don't know, because you don't want to split it up to be where everybody, because if you have it and it's a different skew, but you kind of need the newer one to play all the new games, because if you have the old one, you can sort of play them, but they're shit, kind of like with the new 3DS. Um, that doesn't seem very good. And it would make more sense to, if you're going to do this, to have it to be, unless it's a stopgap model where they put this out to test the waters, make some money, and then do it. Um, but I think since they're waiting to like 2021 at the very least, I think it might be the n- not just a revision but a sequel because they've been on these weird half generations. Because the Wii U, because the Wii came out the same time as the PS3 and the 360, but the Wii U came out during the PS3 and the 360, and that was weird. And then the Switch came out after the Wii U. So the Wii U lasted into the Xbox One and the PS4, and then the Switch came out in 2017. We're just in its third year. So if they went to their next revision, it would be kind of, in 2021, that would be fourth year. It would be kind of soon. But at the same time, the Switch is kind of lagging behind where games are going. And it's sold incredibly, incredibly, just super fucking well. Um, I could see them do that. I mean, there wasn't... I mean, uh, game generations can't be kind of long now uh, than they were back in the day. But the Super Nintendo came out. When did Super Nintendo come out? What was the year? Nineteen ninety one is when it came out in America. Um, well, there were. It came out over the course of like four years. So not 1990 in Japan and South Korea, 91 in North America, 92 in Europe and Australia. Why is it called Australasia? Really? Re- wow, okay. I'm guessing some Europeans wrote this. It's Australasia or Oceania. In 1993 in South America. Interesting. Well, anyway, not 91. So it came out in 85. The original Nintendo came out in 85 here. I believe. Was it 85? Uh, actually, let me make sure. I thought it was eighty-five. Famicom was eighty-three, but it was released here in eighty-five. Was it eighty-five? Yeah, eighty-five. October eighteenth, nineteen eighty-five. So about what? Six years for the Super Nintendo to come out, which is a pretty good long generation. But then the Super Nintendo comes out in 91, and then the Nintendo 64 comes out, what, 96? Let me see. Yeah, 1996. That's five years. So this would be, what, four years? Or if it's 2021, that would be, well, we're in our third, third year. So that would be, what, it's fourth, over fourth, depending on when it's slated to come out. 
unless it's just announced 21, 2021 comes out 2022. That would be a pretty short generation, but it, it can make sense. It just would seem to me that if they're going to make a better switch that could play game, it, it just would seem that it could play games that the regular switch or switch light couldn't play. So you might as well go to your next skew uh, or not skew to your next system, which call it the super switch for the love of God, call it the super switch. It just, it sounds so good. You can make it purple and gray, get all that nostalgia money. Come on, Nintendo, don't fuck up. Don't call it the switch. You please dear Lord. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it, they should do that. I think so. Even though it's a short, it's a short generation for them, but that would twenty twenty one would put them finally get them back into the the regular generation because they've been doing this weird thing because it was Wii which was in that generation, the Wii U came out in that same generation and lasted over, and then the Switch came out in the middle of this one, so it's kind of weird. But yeah, come on, Super Switch. Come on, Super Switch. But yeah. Uh, what was else? Was else? Wow. What else was I going to talk about? I was going to say something else, and I don't remember. There was some kind of news that I don't remember off the top of my head. Oh, fuck. What was it? What was it? Some kind of news. It was Xbox related, wasn't it? I don't remember. Oh yeah, the controller is still going to have batteries, which is a cost measure. Um, so just having it built in, which I know is a complaint. It is kind of a, a, a bit of a bitch to have to go and put batteries in it, but they last longer than the PS4 controller does on a charge. It's where the only one that knows how to, I don't know what Nintendo did, what deal with the devil they made, but battery packs on Nintendo are crazy. Like, like, the Switch, you play something that's intensive lasts, like, what, three or four hours? Which seems really low, but I guarantee you anybody else makes that console, it lasts, like, an hour. Because, because their battery technology, whatever the fuck they're doing, is, is nuts. The Joy-Cons last forever, and the Switch Pro controller lasts for weeks. The PS4 controller may not last a whole gaming session, let alone a day, the Xbox One controller will if you keep supplying it with batteries. I haven't had too much hands-on with battery packs in the Xbox One controllers, but they seem to work. It seem to use the double A's pretty efficiently. The PS4 controller, my God, it just runs a battery out. Probably has something to do with that stupid light on the back of it that I hate. Um, but Nintendo, holy crap, they figured out a way to just use all of the juice in the battery. Um. Which makes me think with the battery life on the Switch, they were pushing it. That that's as much as they could get out of it where everything worked right. Um, so I wasn't upset because I was like, man, the batteries and everything else last forever. Well, the Wii U tablet, that was a weird one because it, it didn't. And then it had a proprietary charger. It was fucking stupid. But I mean, hell, even the Game Boy, now it wasn't doing very much, but even like the Game Boy uh, SP backlight and full color and everything those double a's would last forever remember the game gear you put like 16 batteries in that damn thing for 30 minutes of gameplay like what it just it just sucked battery the game boy you play for like six years <laughs> the batteries would blow up before they'd run out of power um then you take a bullet and then still play 
missed the Game Boy. That would be cool. They brought like the just out of nowhere. That's the Game Boy. <laughs> Fuckers. We got the Game Boy back. What are you going to do now? You confused? Um, you're going to buy it. And I'm like, fuck, I'm going to buy it. I mean, I'm not confused. But I don't know. Uh, there was some news. Oh, yeah, the rumors. So, this was like a 4chan post or something. But it started picking up steam because I thought it was just outlets found it. So once I found out it was a 4chan post, I was like, oh, well, it just went under the radar like two minute, two months ago or whatever. And then it just started picking up steam because it was like, it was sounding so cool. But apparently, there are other sources saying very similar things. Not necessarily confirming it, but saying very similar things to this post. And that's why it's picking up traction with a lot of um, magazines and outlets. And this story is... And it developed and became a lot more grandiose than it was. But the original story, um, at least the one that I read first, was that Konami was going to do two more Silent Hills. One of which was a reboot, and one of which was a... Someone <sighs> was like a remake reboot or something like that. One was going to be like a, a sequel of sorts, like a reboot, but then one was going to be like a reimagining of the series. Um... When with team original team silent members on board, and it was kind of depending on which version of the story you read, it was they didn't know if they were going to be on the reimagining the remake thing or whatever, or if they were going to be on the complete reboot. Which is funny because it, it almost sounds like they're talking about one game, but they're talking about two different things. And then Konami put out like a weird VR experience very recently, so they're still doing stuff with Silent Hill. So then everybody read that and it was like, cool. Then later it came out, it's not Konami. It's Sony. Konami might be... At first, people thought it was Sony buying Silent Hill. Apparently not. It, it seems they're Konami since they're not doing anything with it. And they're like, well, we could make a shit ton of money off of it. Um, We'll make more money off of it if someone else did it than us not using it for jack shit. So they're licensing it out from what it seems to be. And this has been reported on everything from IGN, Kotaku, Polygon, fucking kind of funny, was talking about it. Everybody's talking about this. Um, that Sony is trying to license it out. Whether they're trying, some reports say that they're trying to do it. It's an ongoing negotiation. Some of them say that they outright bought it. Some of them say that it's already being developed. That they've already done this and it's being worked on already. And that's going to be their big fucking like closer or whatever event they're going to have. But it was a Silent Hill game. Two Silent Hill games. So this part of the story that stays the same is two Silent Hill games and original members from Team Silent, including the original composer and everything like that, to do like a remake or reimagining of like the taking Silent Hill back to its roots and then a sequel reboot of some sort. Two games. The new stuff being Sony and whether or not it's a licensing deal, whether or not they bought it and whatever. And then the other new part is who's actually developing it. So... We hear original members of Team Silent. And where this gets weird is we don't know which version they're working on because I, I've read several different reports that say it's either the reboot or remake. It's weird because both of these are talked about as new games. One is like a sequel, remake, reboot, and the other one's like a reboot, remake, something. So I don't know if they're remaking the first game, which would be really cool, and then the other one's like just a brand new game. One's in the universe. Well, we don't know. It's just two new games. And we know that original members of Team Silent are involved, including the composer. That's another one of the things that keeps popping up in these stories that's the same. 
the new shit is Kojima's back and that the other game that they're talking about, which they reimagining, is Silent Hills. That Sony made a deal with Konami, and since they have Kojima on payroll, basically, but he's doing his own thing, and Kojima was wanting to do horror, and they've been kind of teasing some Silent Hill bullshit, and teasing just doing a horror game in general, that they got Kojima on board, because apparently he wanted to do it, still wants to do it, he just couldn't because Konami's a bitch, but they'll let Sony do it, and Sony was like, well, we'll put you on Silent Hills, and then we got Team Silent doing another game. What's unknown is if they're sharing notes, like if it's Kojima and Team Silent, if they're two separate teams, one's doing one game, one's doing another, what extent it is to Silent Hills coming back, we don't know. I don't even know if any of this is real. The other big thing that got added to this was it's not just Silent Hill. It's fucking Metal Gear Solid. And Kojima's coming back to that as well, at least to oversee it. That's a that's a big deal. We don't know what that's going to be. We don't know if it's Metal Gear Solid 6. We don't know if it's something, another game on 5. Because technically Metal Gear Solid 5 has two games. you got Ground Zeroes, which is better than has any right to be. That game takes place in one place and has more content than some games that are completely open world across like a whole city. The game has more, and it takes place in one base and has more content than a lot of video games. I don't know how he pulled it off. Um, and then, of course, Phantom Pain. What if he just... This is what Metal Gear 5 was supposed to be. Um, we don't know if he's directing it, writing it, or whatever. We don't know if it's um, him just overseeing it. And then a new crew doing it. We, we have no idea. We just know that that got it too. We were all excited about Silent Hill. And then it was like, but guess what, bitches? We also got Silent Hill. And then now... And this one's weird. Not weird in... Nobody wants this. Because I want it. Weird that it's Sony. Um, Because if anybody was going to make this kind of deal, I don't know if it would be Sony, but someone in the... Someone there has the wherewithal. And, um... It's Castlevania. I don't know if Kojima has a bit of a head on this as, as well, but I think they might be... I think Kojima might be brought in on this because he is a former... Konami executive, they did Death Stranding and they really like them, it got rave reviews uh, I don't think it sold as well as they wanted to, but I also don't know if it cost as much, because we don't really know how much it cost I don't think it cost that much, at least not as much as Metal Gear Solid 5 and everybody made that big deal about Kojima being you know, hard to work with and whatever and all his games are so over budget and that's why Metal Gear Solid 5 took so long and that's why they fired him and blah 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 blah, all this bullshit, right? My thing is, if that were true, then when he gets nobody watching over him, because he had investors, I mean, Sony gave him a bunch of money, and whatever, but they kind of had to start from scratch. They got an engine they weren't used to working with after developing an amazing, the Fox engine's amazing, and apparently it's incredibly scalable, because people forget, Phantom Pain is on the 360, and looks, runs, and plays great. On the 360 and also on the Xbox One and PS4. It's crazy. But apparently that engine is so scalable that it, and, and you can optimize the shit out of it, that you can do that. But 
he doesn't have the rights to that engine anymore. I'm hoping that if any of this is true and Kojima's coming back and they get these properties, that they get that engine because that was the most impressive engine that I've seen in a long time, even more impressive than the RE engine that's being used, that Capcom has made. And it's like, fuck, we, we nailed it. Use this on everything. Uh, it won't be too long before a fighting game is used in that. Mark my words. Um, Street Fighter Six RE engine. <laughs> but like, uh, we... <laughs> I want that Fox engine pack so bad because they they didn't use it. They used it in one game, a demo, I guess in Metal Gear Survive, but they didn't really do it. But the Fox engine is great. But um, Kojima being, and then a lot of his team, or probably all of his team being ex-Konami, they probably got him on there. But the whole thing about him being the weak link in the chain, or him and then not being Konami because they just he's over budget and whatever, Remember when Death Stranding got announced and then got a release date and then never got delayed and came out? Remember how we thought that was impossible because all of his other games get delayed and bullshit happens because of what what's been done in the past? And then the game that he has, like, no one watching over him, it's his, it's his studio, other than investors, of course, making their demands and whatever, but... They gave him money and go make a game, whatever you want. He made whatever he wanted, and it came out on time. Almost no bugs. It they they hit all their milestones. They fucking made an open, huge open world video game. Did it? Some of it can kind of be kind of same. I also did it with an engine while that was built and running and everything. They they didn't have a lot of experience with it. It's one thing and just the not have to build an engine yourself, which is very time-consuming, but they didn't have a lot of experience with it, and they had to have guys that did with it. Now, great. Uh, thankfully, it's an engine that apparently is not that hard to work with, unlike DICE, or not DICE, uh, the Frostbite engine, but it's, it's still an engine that they're not familiar with, and they put a game together, made it, wrote it, this huge game, and released it on time, like, that's impressive. Because he's never done that before. They've never done that before. It had, like, no scandal. It had nothing going on. So my thing is, it probably was just Konami being a bitch. Because Konami's not for doing that. But let's talk about Castlevania. Castlevania is a weird one. Because I don't... I mean, Sony isn't known for that type of game. At least not their... Well, I mean, now maybe their first parties. But not, not their first parties. A lot of their second parties, studios that with them a lot, but even then, Castlevania is a very particular type of game. From Software are the guys that are kind of closest, but Castlevania is also a platformer. So, like, of course they say it's going to be kind of in the vein of Lords of Shadows, so I don't know who the fuck is making this game. But, like, if we think about Sony... I guess Insomniac, maybe. They have platforming experience, but nothing like on Castlevania's level. And maybe they got FromSoft doing it. FromSoft Castlevania game would be pretty cool. They go back to it being extremely fucking hard. Um, and, you know, they did Bloodborne and all the Dark Souls games and Sekiro. Um, unless that's what Bluepoint's been working on. Oh, you know what? Okay. So everyone's been saying it's Demon Souls because Bluepoint, another. Austin, Texas studio, known for being the best at remaking everything. They're the guys that made the Metal Gear Solid remakes. 
the HD re-releases that are amazing. Um, and then they're the guys that did, I believe they did both Shadow of the Colossus HD remakes. I know they did the PS4 one, but they did one for the, one was made for the PS3, which was just like a HD, you know, upscaling Shadow of the Colossus. A PS4 one, they rebuilt that game. They had to completely remake it from the ground up. They basically just made their own video game. Um, and it plays exactly like Shadow of the Colossus, but they had to do it because of the game being so old and them wanting to see their vision through. Um, that is as... That's as, as like true as a remake can get. They remade it. They didn't remake it in their own vision. They didn't reimagine it. It wasn't a readaptation. They like here's the game we want it to look. At, we want it to look like this, but new. And they broke it down and remade the levels, remade the characters, the the models, everything. Made that game. And everyone's assuming they're gonna do Demon Souls, either a remake of it or a sequel, or whatever, or a remake first and then do a sequel. Everyone's been saying that. I don't know. Because they said that it is something that they have never taken on before. Because they still don't know what they're working on, but they said that it's the biggest challenge and something they're very excited, and they've never done anything like that before. And I don't think Demon's Souls would be that big of a deal. Um, not that people wouldn't, not, not fan-wise. People are going to love it, and people are going to play it, and I'll play it, and it's going to be great. I'm talking about the challenge thing, something they've never taken on before. If anything, Shadow is a bigger deal, um, harder to take on than Demon's Souls. Because... There's only one game like Shadow of the Colossus. There's one masterpiece. There's a lot of games like Demon's Souls. Um, Demon's Souls is a great game. Dark Souls is a great game. Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls 3, fucking Bloodborne, Sekiro. All different kinds of games, but all very much in that vein. And there's their older shit. There's a lot to build off of. for that's, And then the other Souls type of games. There's a lot to build off of. Name one of the game like Shadow of the Colossus. I can't think of one. I can think of other masterpieces. I can't think of another game like Shadow of the Colossus. So to me, now I could be completely wrong about this. To me, that being their biggest venture, I don't think Demon's Souls is that. Not that Demon's Souls wouldn't be hard to replicate or whatever, but there's a lot to to pull from. For whatever reason, when I heard that, uh, when I read that, because it's still on their side, I believe, is the first thing that popped in my head was Silent Hill. And the next thing that popped in my head was Metal Gear. And I'll tell you why. I'll start with Metal Gear first. For the longest time, there has been rumors mulling around. Even Kojima talked about it at one point in time of wanting to redo Metal Gear. The OG Metal Gear. The one on the fucking PC engine or whatever. And then they did a Nintendo port and whatever. Those top-down games. And um, we thought it was going to happen with Metal Gear Solid Five. We thought that that's how that game was going to end. It was either going to end with Snake going to infiltrate, um, not Shadow Moses, what was it called, uh, Outer Heaven, um, or that's what the ending was going to be. Like The ending of the game was going to be you playing that mission, and then the end of the game was going to be you beating it, and then that's how it leads off. That's not what happened, but that's what, that's what we thought, and it was kind of talked about, and there were some hints at it here and there. And that would have been really fucking cool if that's what happened, but it didn't. Um, that's kind of my, that was one of my theories is that would be a big deal because no one's done that before. It's never been remade. Technically, technically Metal Gear Solid is a remake of Metal Gear. 
but also Metal Gear Solid has never been redone, um, other than um, the one remake they did on the GameCube uh, that Silicon Knights did. Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 have been um, up-resed and reported and this on that, um, but other than that one time they did it on the GameCube, it's never been touched. And also that remake has never been touched again either. Metal Gear Solid has stayed where it's at for a very long time. So to do a remake of it or to do Metal Gear, Metal Gear 2, to, to do that, that would be something incredible. That would be kind of an undertaking because you have to get that right. But what would even be a bigger deal is Silent Hill. Or fuck, maybe they put them on Castlevania. Now I know that they that Castlevania's in the mix. I would have thought it was Nintendo because Nintendo that's the, those are the Castlevania guys, and they got studios that would do it. What the fuck's Retro been working on? I mean, I know they're working on Metro Prime Four right now, but they were working on something else first. You know they make a kick-ass Castlevania game. I would love to see what Retro would do at Castlevania. But what the hell? I don't know who Sony puts on that. Maybe Blue Point. No, Blue Point is not a Sony. Sony only company. They're they're a third party, um, known for remakes, but they could do Castlevania, and I only say that because they're they're Colossus stuff. And when you build that game from scratch, even if it's just a remake, you learn how to make that kind of game, and that could lend itself well to not only Demon Souls but also Castlevania. But the undertaking, the 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 thing about them never doing anything like this before. Silent Hill, um, and it being a bigger deal, because there were these HD remakes or up that did come out, and they're terrible. They're absolutely fucking awful, um, and it's because they had the original code or whatever, and they didn't give the developers enough time or whatever, and it sucked, and it came out on the same time as those amazing Metal Gear Solid uh, 1 and 2, or 2, 3, 2 and 3 ports that came out on the 360 and PS3, which are still awesome. Oh yeah, Peace Walker was on there too. That are amazing. Um, and then, we, you know, we get the... We see Silent Hill and we're like, oh, it's going to be just as good. Nope, it was terrible. What if... Um, it is a remake. But not in the way we think. Because if it's just a remake of 2, or 2 and 3, that would be great. Like, from the ground up, but they use the original audio and whatever, but it's... You know, they make it awesome. That'd be cool. But, because one of these that's talked about in here, and it talks about members of Team Silent, but it also talks about Kojima, and the the way that it's worded, because I've, see, I've seen it said Kojima's working with Team Silent, I've also seen Kojima's working on this game, and Team Silent's working on another game. It also says members of Team Silent. It doesn't say all of Team Silent. It says members of them. It doesn't say who else is working on this. But it talks about a remake, a reboot, reimagining, a sort of sequel, almost like they're talking about the same game, but then it says two different games. If you put Blue Point on a remake of the first one or a reimagining of Silent Hill, what Silent Hill is, because they've already done that once, um, the first Silent Hill. You have uh, Shattered Memories, which is a great game. Uh, they did it for the Wii, and then there was a, a PS2 port. It's a great game. It just Some people didn't like it because it wasn't as scary as they wanted it to be, but it got the atmosphere down, the psychological shit down like that. But it was a remake of the first game. Um, and there's really not a lot of games like the first game. The first game and the remake is very different than the first game. 
the first game has its own identity. Silent Hill 1 is a very different game than Silent Hill 2. Silent Hill 2 is the one that took off, and, and it should. It's a great game. Um, it's one of the greatest horror games ever made. Not one of the greatest games ever made. I just think parts of it don't hold up because I think its weirdness hurts it. Because some of its weirdness is it's weird because that's how it was supposed to be and it's supposed to make it off-putting. And some of its weirdness is it being a game of that time being made by non-English speakers trying to make an English-speaking game. So um, there's there's some weird stuff to it that is weird because of it being weird and not for it being on purpose. Um, but Silent Hill 2 took over the world. 3 takes, even though 3 is supposed to be a follow-up to 1, takes a lot of hints from 2. And it wants to be like 2 and 1 put together, but it, it, it's not really 1. I want another 1. And 4 is 4. But I want another Silent Hill 1 because Silent Hill 1 has its own idea identity and it's really really scary in its own right it's got psychological aspects to it and it's very psychological horror but it's also psychological and visual at the same time um it lets you fill in the blanks but it also shows you some horrible shit silent hill 2 does as well but it's a lot about the atmosphere and the overbearingness of it and a lot of times it's it's the enemies aren't what's scary in silent hill 2 it's you by yourself um not that there's not horrible imagery, horrifying imagery in Silent Hill 2. There absolutely is. It's it's something about Silent Hill 1 that I love. I'm not going to say Silent Hill 1 is better than Silent Hill 2. Um, actually, 2 is better. Um, but 1 is so different in what it's trying to achieve. Um, and 2 is such a different game because I, I think that they wanted to make something different. They wanted to make a psychological horror. It's purely psychological and it's horrifying and it's this and that, but it's a lot more somber. One is very immediate, and it's horrifying. You don't know what's going on, where, and it's not as weird. It's it's weird in the fact that it's voice acting is not great, and there's this weird cult shit. And I don't think the cult shit holds up as well. But two is is weird. It gives you this weird unease, but it's a unease at least to me that Silent Hill feels like a man trapped in hell. You're trapped in hell and you're trying to get out and it's scary. You don't know what's going on. And of course it's your own personal hell and you don't know what's going, you know, your mind is fucking with you and you, but you're trying to get your daughter and you're just trying to get out of it and you'll go through hell literally to save her. And it's terrifying and all these things that your own personal demons come after you. Silent Hill 2, when I played it, it gives you this, this weird unease, but while still terrifying, scares me in a different way of where right off the bat, I knew I wasn't in a personal hell. Like, in Silent Hill 1, you're in a place, you need to get the fuck out of there. And it's horrible, and you know it's weird, and it's bad, and but it's hell. It's being formed towards you, but it's, it's a hell. Silent Hill 2, it feels like a personal hell that's in my mind that I've built for myself, but it's, it's about guilt and grief and it's about teaching me something. Nothing in it feels real. It feels like a big hallucination, me dealing with guilt and grief of what I've just done. And that's what it is, but not dealing, not guilt and grief coming in, manifesting at me to tear me apart, to tear me down because I'm in fucking literal actual hell 
and I need to get the hell out of here because I need to save my daughter. It's these are the manifestations of my mind. And I'm dealing with some heavy shit. It it's it's a much different experience. Not that I wasn't terrified throughout it, but it's it's a different kind of fear. And it's more heavy than anything else. I would love to see them take a whack at Silent Hill one again and nail that again. And Blue Point would do it. Or even if it's not necessarily Silent Hill One, if they just go like here, Silent Hill One is a basis and just make our own game. And there's not a lot of Especially since the, the, the first four are so different and what they all try to do. And the first four are solid. I know a lot of people don't like four, um, but most will agree that four is better than what comes after it. But there's not a lot of games that do Silent Hill. There's a lot of style horror games, a lot of great style horror games, a lot of great horror games. There's not a lot that do Silent Hill. Um, even in the Silent Hill series, especially since they're all different. Silent Hill 3 isn't nailed the same thing. 4 isn't nailed the same thing. 5 sure as hell doesn't. 6 sure as hell doesn't. Uh, Book of Memories, oh, that was the real bad one. Shattered Memories, that's the remake, and it gets there, but it misses the horror aspect of it. There's a lot of, a lot of weird shit about it, but that would be the one that if you remade, people are going to be looking at you. And if you fuck up in any way, they're going to notice. And since they're talking about a sort of remake, reimagining, or whatever, that seems like what Blue Point would do. Now, it could be Demon's Souls, I'm going to be completely wrong or whatever. Or it could be something completely different. But Silent Hill, I don't, ever since they talked about it, it just, that popped out to me, and it seems like that's what they would do. And now since Sony is apparently having either done something or is doing something or whatever, it could be very possible. It's just been under wraps for a very long time. But I don't know. But every the more information we get, it started out as... One, it started out as a story about Konami. It had nothing to do with Sony. It was just about Silent Hill and two new games, which is something that Konami had talked about. And then later a story came out about it being Sony. And oddly enough, it was about two Silent Hill games. It matched up with the earlier Konami story, which I believe Konami confirmed about them wanting to do two more games, or at least looking into it. And then it was revealed, maybe, that it's Sony actually trying to do it. And then we find out, it's not just Silent Hill. They want Metal Gear Pack, and they want Castlevania? Which has never been a Sony property. Or a big Sony property. It's been on their platforms, but it's not been... Like, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, I think PlayStation. Um, I mean, of course, Silent Hill. I think PlayStation. Um... Even though Silent Hill, after one, became a multi-platform series, two, three, and four, and then and five and six are all available on multi-platforms. Um, but um, I think of that as a PlayStation game. Um, two got was weird because it wasn't day and date; it was a Xbox port that came later, which is actually a Apparently the better version of Silent Hill 2. It looks better and has more content. It's called Restless Dreams. I think 3 is... Wait, hold on. I don't, actually, I don't think 3 came out on the Xbox. I think 3 is just purely PS2. 4 came on the Xbox, though. It's weird. But regardless, and then, of course, Silent Hill is just PS1. But I, 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 I tie that to Sony. Metal Gear Solid became multi-platform later outside of four and then one 
um, other than the remake that was on the GameCube. Um, that that's still Sony. Castlevania? That's a Nintendo series. In the Lords of Shadow is multi-platform. You got the first four, which are intrinsically tied to the Nintendo and Super Nintendo. Then the what Castlevania sixty four, the the two not so great ones. Um what was Rondo and Blood on? That was on like what the PC engine or some bullshit. And then hold on, it's uh it's sort of American port remake re weird bullshit thing that they did that came out on something else. Then there were some PSP stuff, but then it's mainly been Nintendo because the ones that picked up because none of the console ones were really that good. There was a what two on Xbox that weren't very great, and there was Lords of Shadow, which is pretty good. Then Lords of Shadow Two, which is it isn't. But there was some Wii stuff. There was like a fighting game that's bad. But then there's there's um all the DS, the Game Boy and DS games. Those are the games that people remember. It's mainly Nintendo franchise. So Sony. That's the part of the rumor that makes it a little bit, at the same time, believable and not believable. Because those other two, those are Sony franchises. That seems like a dream come true. You know, that makes it seem like the big, the pie in the sky, the thing that everybody wants, the too good to be true. The Castlevania one makes it unbelievable because that's not a Sony, they're not tied to that hardly at all. At the same time, it makes it believable because they're not tied to that hardly at all. That's a Nintendo thing. Or mostly a Nintendo thing. Them snatching that. Now we don't know if this is going to be first or uh, Sony only. Um, at least with Castlevania. I'm going to guess Silent Hill and Metal Gear Solid they're going to try to strap it down. But like that's 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 the thing. The Castlevania one that makes it unbelievable and believable at the same time and I just don't it's it's strange. It is strange. But man, I can't. <sighs> if any of that is true, I hope the Silent Hill part's true. Metal Gear Solid, I, I don't know. I'd like to see what Unchained Kojima does with Solid, or even if it's just an overseeing thing, what they do with the story, even if it's just, okay, we're going to redo it all. Like, starting from scratch, we're going back to Metal Gear, and we're going to tell a more concise story now that we have the ability to do it. Because Death Stranding... Though the gameplay, like, that's the thing. That's probably his most concise story he's ever told, at least in a while. Because um, Metal Gear is kind of all over the place. Though I love it, it is all over the place. But Death Stranding, we didn't know what it was until we got it. But the story is told pretty straightforward and almost everything is explained. You just, a lot of it you have to look for, but it's there. Metal Gear Solid, not so much. Especially in 5. Like, we're just going to make some shit up now. And, yeah, that's how that works. But, um, yeah, it's it's weird. I, don't, I hope that Silent Hill thing's real, whether it's Blue Point or not. I, I, I Blue Point's working on something big that they're waiting to reveal. They've been working on it for a while, so it's got to be getting close to being somewhat done. And I know it's got to be tied to Sony because otherwise they probably would have talked about it on their own if it's multi-platform. And then again, we may not know if it, we don't know if it is Sony related. If it's not Silent Hill or something like that, they could be working on something for Xbox and we just don't know about it. That would not be unheard of. 
or even if it was something that because they were kind of tied to Sony with Shadow of the Colossus, but it's not the first time that Sony had something come out on their platform first and be kind of a Sony deal, and then Xbox just jump and snag it, you know, like Senua. But yeah, oh, almost been two hours. I didn't expect to go this long, but for right now, yeah, the we're all dying, and there's some crazy video game news. But that's about all I got to talk about, at least at the moment. Once my throat uh, feels a little bit better, I might do another one of these later. Of course, I got to record some Pokemon shit later. But other than that, I think, me think, yeah, that's uh, that's it. Unless Nintendo announces another direct pretty soon, which I don't think they're going to. At least not today. Probably during the probably during this week. Probably get one before the end of March. But uh, yeah, so I don't know why this is. Now, I don't know why this is so hard for me to end. I'm, I'm out of my, out of my, uh, not element. I haven't ended one of these things in a while that I've forgotten how to do it. Off my game. But yeah. Hopefully it doesn't take me another two, almost three weeks to record another one of these. Put it up. I was supposed to do like multiple of these a week. But then, you know, life just has a way of just fucking with you. But yeah, I hope you and uh, hope you enjoyed this episode and all the other episodes. Hope you come back for the next one. Maybe consider donating if you have any other change, whatever. All donations do help me make not only this podcast better, but the YouTube channel better and my overall life better. And I take 10% out of everything, pay tithes and whatever. You're worried about that. Um, and I, I take the money out, not just to better myself, but to better other people and help charity and stuff like that. So, if everyone's wondering, not that I have much money to do that with, but I do do that. But, uh, yeah. You can also leave voice messages on the Anchor app and comments and whatever app, what you want to hear about, what you want me to talk about, who guessed, if any, though most of them has to be in person. Though, there might be something through the Anchor app that I'm trying to figure out. I just have to figure out how to work it first. That might be a little strange to work it and then figure out a test. But other than that, um, but yeah. What do you want to hear? What do you want me to talk about? What do you want me to do? Voice messages, comments, whatever. Hell, you can leave a message with donation if you think that'll make me hear you first. I, you don't have to pay me for me to listen. But I would be appreciated. But uh, other than that, that is it for this episode. And I will see y'all in the next one.